Pronunciation Pro. All right, welcome to our podcast episode today. Today we are going to be talking with my friend Natalie Wen. She's a student of Pronunciation Pro. And am I pronouncing your name correctly, Natalie? Uh, yes, the last name is Nguyen, but uh, not everyone can say Nguyen. Um, my partners used to call me Nguyen, and I, as long as it's not loose, I don't mind. <laughs> oh, I like that. Nguyen. Okay. All right. Well, it's great to have you. Uh, Natalie has been a student of ours at Pronunciation Pro, and she has just been such a joy and light and so fun to have as part of our pro community. Um, that I thought it would be fun to kind of meet with you and share a bit of your story today and your journey of learning to, you know, speak English and improve your English and what that has done for your life and your career. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that with you today. So go ahead and just as, as an introduction, will you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Sometimes we call it an elevator pitch, but just a little bit of a introduction of who you are, where you're from, and what you do, and a little little bit about you. Um, so uh, my name is Natalie, and uh, I came to Canada 30 years ago. And believe it or not, um, I got to the top of the corporate ladder with a heavy accent when I speak uh, English. And I've done all my work. I, I'm an accountant. And as an accountant, I help people with their taxes, but that's not the, the, not the only thing that I, that I do. Um, I help companies uh, validating their financials numbers so that they can borrow money from the banks or do public reporting. Oh, okay. So um, I got to the top of the corporate ladder and realized that um, I, don't have, I don't speak English with the appropriate American accent. Or, or even worse than that. You know, I deliver seminars all over the places, uh, internally and externally, but the pronunciation wasn't up mm -hmm. to par. And when my staff made the mistake, they, they told me that because I was difficult to understand. Oh, okay. And then, and then that came as a shock and it kind of hurts my, my confidence mm -hmm. because here you got to the top of the ladder, you deserve all the respect for your professionalisms and your experience and your knowledge. And, and yet people tell you that you are hard to understand. Mm. And, then, and when you went out there and see, you, especially, you know, you speak to the American, the Vietnamese American, mm -hmm. and, and most of them at your age, and if they have been to the state that long, mm -hmm. Then they would have spoken English with a, almost a perfect American accent. So, so it, it made me reflect on it and say it and said, um, why, why me? Like why, you know, because uh, first of all, I live in Canada, in Montreal. Okay. And Montreal is a very diversified um, culture and ethnic group, groups. It has so many ethnic groups that speaking English uh, or even French with an accent is totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. But then when you went out of Montreal and you went to other regions of Canada mm. or the state, then, then you usually feel that you're not up to par. Mm. So, so that, that 
feeling was that inferior feeling you want to call it stayed with me for for a while and then it came to me that you can learn it actually there's help out there that you can learn it so so then i uh, went on youtube and and i wish that i found you guys 30 years ago <laughs> when i first came to canada then i wouldn't be in so much trouble that i um, that that i was in because Annie, i i went to university and i i scored a top mod top gpa got all the scholarships but couldn't get a job oh well in in the 1990s it was difficult because there was an economic recession mm-hmm. but speaking english with a strong accent didn't help so i went through 23 interviews over span over the span of two years mm-hmm. to get a inter- internship position to start my career as a cpa accountant oh wow uh, as an internal auditor so that's a lot of persistence and hard work mm-hmm. but i wish that if i would have found you 30 years ago then you know i wouldn't have to go i would not have to go through all that hardships yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I'm, well, I'm glad that I'm, and then you, but you were able to kind of go through and work, work on getting that first job, right? You were able to get yes. that first job and you were able to kind of work your way through without really working on English directly for a while for those 30 years, yes, right? Yes. For at least since 1996, I got my first job as the uh, junior accountant slash auditor. And I went ahead and made my way to being managers and senior managers. And in 2018, I made it to principal to, as a future partner. And that's that's when I found you. Okay. And I'm so glad I found you, Annie, because who would have known that the pandemic hit in 2000? Mm-hmm. And in 2000, all the meetings are carried out in zooms or teams calls mm-hmm. and having to, having uh, been able to speak english with a much better pronunciation mm-hmm. have helped me tremendously to uh to portray myself more professionally and on the you know and on the clarifications and the respect when you're on with your counterparties on a zoom calls or a team calls because you are a lot clearer and then because when you meet in person it is a lot more forgivable when you have an accent or when your pronunciation isn't clear but when you're on a zoom call or a team's call on audio calls uh, and then you meet people in the state or in britain uh, it is a lot easier when you speak english properly i have to say yes Yes, that brings up a really great point because you had started working on your pronunciation. Do you know what year it was? What uh, I started with you, two thousand and eighteen or nineteen, I okay. suppose. Okay. And and when I first started, Annie, I made all the mistakes that I had. All I I carry with me for because I've been speaking English for thirty years, and I've done everything wrong. I didn't know work stress. I didn't know sentence stress. I didn't know linking. I didn't know thought groups. 
I didn't know I didn't know that I could speak um, uh, because I used to be very choppy in my speech. Mm-hmm. And then linking now helped me a lot. Uh, I used to stress a word, however I like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> just, just so you know, because I, I started learning English when I was little with my dad. Okay. So my dad was my first teacher. Mm-hmm. He was very good with grammars, but he, he came from a French background. Oh, because uh, Vietnam way back, he got, you know, he went to study his high school in French and he university in French. And, you know, French is a syllable based language, not a stress time language. Mm. So so he, he he and he's like me, didn't have the ears for art and music and it, it, the rhythm didn't sink in. So he saw a word and that's how he pronounced in French. That's how he would pronounce in English. So it's like a hit and miss for the both of us. Mm-hmm. So he would, he taught me and that's how I grew up with pronouncing the work the way that I see it more than, more than the way I hear it. Yes. So that's, that's and I carried that with me for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I feel sorry for whoever hadn't having to listen to me all those years because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hard on them. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because you, you know, until you open your ears like that, you don't recognize what you're doing, right? You don't even hear it yourself until you start working on rhythm and intonation and the sounds, and then it starts opening your ears. So, so left alone the vowels and the the consonants you have to, to pronounce correctly, mm-hmm. um, the the work stress is stressing the syllable of a word at the right place helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bet you that like 90% of the uh, non-native American speakers wouldn't, wouldn't know that coming in. Mm. We, we would go in like a hit and miss trial and error. Mm, yes. Yes, that's you know? interesting. Just even knowing the rules of American English, how did that then change the way you were hearing it? And the rhythm. Oh my God, Annie, um, I worked... For three years that I've been with you, I've been working so much with Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really, you, you asked me what are the, mo- the, the most, the part that I have the most fun with in my journey. Yeah. And the part that I the most fun with are my individual lessons with Lori. Okay. And I, I uh, you know, a lot of people are able to learn by themselves. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I have to unlearn what I've done wrong for 30 years. So, so I really need the hands-on, the individual help. And the individual lessons with Lori, having her pointing out to me my errors or my patterns of error mm-hmm. uh, really helps. Yes. So we, we, have a, we really have a lot of fun learning together. Mm-hmm. And uh, just and, and, and joining your study groups helps a lot because I was lucky I came across a, a gentleman named Dragos. You remember Dragos? Yes, Dragos. He, yeah. From, from England? Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he spoke English with almost a perfect American accent. Mm-hmm. And, and then he still joined uh, the journey. Yeah. And then when Lori pointed out to him that, you know, you, you speak English like um, uh, more Eastern American and not more 
and not like a media central American. Yeah. So, so he asked the question, he says, so how should I do that? And, and Lori would give him a model by taking, by, you know, um, giving him a models of, of a short paragraphs mm -hmm. and he repeated it. And, and suddenly it clicked to me. It's like, wow, this is great, Lori. Let, why don't we do the same for me? Okay. And, and that really helps me hear the rhythm, the mm and the ah oh in the sentence. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and after six months or a year, Lori said, uh, Nadi, like uh, you actually can hear it. And, you know, the fact that I hear it is uh, already a significant improvement mm -hmm. uh, because in the past I wasn't able to hear it. Yes. And then, yeah. and then now not only I can hear it, I can imitate it. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's just really amazing. Like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and I I also put all of my lessons with Lori on my YouTube channel. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, because uh, some of our friends in the study group who couldn't maybe couldn't afford the individual lessons mm -hmm. found that my lessons were Lori very useful. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, good. What a great yeah. what a great idea. And so for any of our listeners, just to kind of help you understand if you're not already a member of Pronunciation Pro, the way that we work in Pronunciation Pro is we have the video lessons that you go through, but then we need feedback, right? We need you need someone to be able to guide you through that process. And so we have me and we have another trainer named Lori. And we do study groups where anyone who's a member of Pronunciation Pro can come and attend these study groups. And the great thing that like kind of what Natalie is saying, you learn from each other, you see how I, the trainers are coaching other students and helping them with their, you know, their pronunciation and rhythm. And it opens your ears to it. And then you also get direct feedback that way. So that's a great way to get feedback. But then Natalie then took the next step and she did more, she's done more one-on-one -on -one live trainings with Lori pretty consistently for the last while, right? More, more than three years. I've been, I've been doing um, at least 12, 24 live lessons with Lori a year. Oh, wow. That's great. But, but um, what, one thing that your listeners need to know, Annie, uh -huh is that I've been with so many other um, pronunciation um, programs. Mm. Uh, you name it, Beijing English, uh, Kim English, um, um, uh, Jennifer English. But uh, the, 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 the thing that made your program different and stand out, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is that you offer the three study groups a week mm -hmm. where all the members would sign on to the zoom meeting and got direct feedback from Lori mm -hmm. and and um, she really really takes it very seriously when giving you feedback and she actually take five to ten minutes per person mm -hmm. to point out to them from from whether they are at the very beginner level to uh, you know, very advanced level, they, she always finds something constructive and um, for, for you to work on. And, and that hands-on part 
is what make your program different from the others. Because the others like, okay, you log on to your, their website, you have their lessons, and then that's it, you do your own work. But if you are young and you have a good ears, fine. You, you probably do well. But if you are at a certain point in, in life where uh, you need to unlearn the wrong habits that you grow up with, then having the hands-on help really helps. It really, really does. And I'm so glad you bring that up because I had, you know, at the beginning of doing Pronunciation Pro, you know, there was more of, okay, do it on your own. But then I was realizing, no, I need to give more help. I need to give more support. We need to be there for our students because not only do you need the feedback, but you need the motivation to keep going and having that community and that support system and really helps to motivate you know, staying with the program. Cause like you're saying, it takes time, right? It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes, you know, consistency to get the results that you have seen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it, to me, I look at you and I say, that's, I respect what you've done in your journey because you didn't give up. You really dove in and you, you figured out what you need directly you need specifically to make the progress that you needed and you did the work and you, you're doing the work right now too. Yeah, well, I, I could have done more, to be honest with you. I could have done a lot more with my, with my practice, but uh, sometimes works get, gets in the way. Mm -hmm. and, um, but uh, if I would have practiced a lot more, I would say I would, have, I would, I would, say I would have got, gotten a lot further but we we all human being at the yes. end of the day, and there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. But if someone really leaves Jilin, you remember Abby San? Yeah. Oh my God, he's like he's an aspiration or inspiration for me, because uh, I remember three and a half years ago on the first study group with Abby, I could hardly hear him. Mm -hmm. I could hardly understand what he was saying but he has grown so much mm -hmm. and, and he has put in so much work. I really have respect for the man. Yes, yes. He's one of my good friends in the study group oh, as good. well. Good. Really delightful. Yeah, he is wonderful. Well, that's wonderful. And I love, I love that you can kind of see the, the growth in other students and that's probably very motivating to you to you know, keep the work up. And I like that you brought up that, yeah, I could have studied more and things, but I'm human and this is kind of how it, how it goes, right? Everybody, I think that's a feeling for everyone is um, kind of feeling a little bit guilty, like I should be doing more. And mm -hmm. what I hope for our students is for them to give themselves some grace and compassion to say, even if I'm just doing a little bit, you know, a little bit every day or every, every other day or however much you can do, as long as you're doing it consistently or not giving up, you know, if you don't quit, then you're going to continue to make progress, right? And yes. that's, that's the most important thing. It's not doing it perfectly. It's not, you know, doing it exact. It's just getting that 1% better every day. Oh, zero one percent every day times 365. You got like 36.5 percent by the end of the year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we have to, we, we have a lot of life that we're living outside of what we're doing. And so 
Um, even, you know, even those who it's like, I took a little pause and then I came back and then I took a, you know, a little pause and then I came back. I'm just so glad when they come back and they're ready to, you know, to hit it again and to keep striving for that goal. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Um, so tell me, let's get kind of in the specifics of what you kind of had to train and retrain in your journey of, of learning to speak. Because as I'm listening to you, I, you know, I know some of the things that you used to do that I'm not hearing anymore that I'm like, yay, <laughs> Natalie, you have improved oh, so great. much. Because there, were, I know there was a lot of word endings, you know, dropping word endings. And like you were saying with the intonation, there was a little bit of choppiness and things. Um, tell me specifically, what are some of the things that you really had to zoom in on and work, work diligently on? Um, so the, uh, the, when I started, the hardest, the hardest part was the awesome. sound. Mm. And and I still struggle with the R sound, Annie. <laughs> because sometimes the, the, the word A-R-D, hard, mm -hmm. and if, you, if we don't take the time to pronounce all of those A-R-D sounds, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. come out properly. Mm -hmm. and, and so, but even before I came to realize I have a problem with the R sound, sometimes the vowel was... Uh, when, and when I first started my journey, the vowel was the biggest thing. Yeah. Because you know, in Vietnamese, you only, Vietnamese and Chinese, we have very short vowel. Mm -hmm. So when you said a word out and that's it, it cut, it's clear and it's clean. Yeah. You, you don't linger it, you don't enunciate it. Um, so so then, then having like a long vowel and a short vowel was a really a new concept for me. And then if I would not have, embarked on this journey I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that yeah like you know I, I remember when 30 years back 26 years back when I was teaching at the uh, at Concordia University as a teaching assistant when I was doing my master in accounting um I was teaching and I would say the balance sheet oh yeah <laughs> the balance sheet there you go <laughs> and then I have an auditorium of 80 students and, and they were all laughing uh -huh. and I didn't know what they were laughing about. Uh -huh. <laughs> so just to slow that down, sheet versus shit, right? <laughs> exactly, yes. And then, and yeah. then, you know, 24 years ago until most recently, I, I didn't know that, that there was a difference. Oh, okay. And then my, my partners who have been with me for 24 years, they always laughed at me, mm. and then and that, now he he recognized that I, I that I know the difference. He always come back and tease me. So now no <laughs> shit anymore. <laughs> no more shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then when, now when I hear my friends, uh, my friends pronouncing the beach incorrectly. I, I, I stop them for a minute and say, the beach, be careful. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there are very specific words that if we don't pronounce it correctly, it's going to turn into a word that maybe we don't want to be saying. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so then um, after vowels, mm -hmm. that, that actually took a while. Yeah. You know, because the, the, the A, oh my God, um, Annie, the L sound, 
Mm-hmm. The dark L yes. wasn't easy. When I first started, I, I couldn't, before I started this whole journey, I couldn't say Charles, you know, like Prince, Char- Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I would say he, Prince Charles. Char- oh, okay. I, I, would, I would say, I would have said Prince Charles instead of Prince Charles. Yeah. Because you have the A-R-L-S. A R L E S in there, and that's the most difficult combination. Yeah, R's and L's and C H. Yeah, that would be a challenge. Yeah, or or the world mm-hmm. and not the work there, or the the work. Yes, right. So 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 the the whole R sound and the the R vowels really screw me up big time. Okay, and and, and I'm not saying that I get it right now, but at least I can tell. Uh, that uh, like I've been uh, at least I can tell that I'm not saying the same way that I did before right yes you can see you can see the improvement yeah yeah so the 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 uh, th- then the R sounds tripped me but at least I got the the own sound like the dark L sound yeah that uh, yeah. that I don't I don't and then now I started noticing that you know the Indian yeah in the in yeah. the accent they 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 pron- the the reason why they sound so indian is because they pronounce the dark l as the light l mm. okay. so it's like okay. uh, people become pipin or something like that like really the l mm-hmm. the light l and and, and I, I noticed this sometime people trip on that and, yeah. and when yeah. i listen i can tell where people make the mistakes well, that's fascinating because then your ears tuned enough that not only hear your your differences, but also then the differences of other people that you're, you know, in study group with or hearing around, you know, around in your world um, to be able to notice, oh, they're doing this. And because I know these rules and these sounds and how it's supposed to be structured, you know, you can tell the differences in how they're saying it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a high level skill there, right there with the listening. Great job. And, and then after the consonants, like you know, all the the the, the R blend. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, uh, so getting the vowels down, getting the consonants down is not it. The linking, the linking, I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating because it, it re- really helps reducing the choppiness in the speech mm-hmm. that you're able to make. Um, if, if you enunciate a, the keyword or some co- content, content works uh, by enunciating, you know, uh, extending the vowels, mm-hmm. you're able to shorten uh, the, uh, the function work. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then linking all that together make your speech a lot less choppy yes wow that's good yeah that's good for you to understand that is when we hold on to those vowels we hold on to those stress syllables we're hanging on those and then those function words kind of get a little bit more reduced and that's that that ebb and flow and that stress pattern yes and then after we get through that hurdle then the rhythm in the speech is sometimes a word is not is said differently when it is it carries different meaning in a speech yeah so i yeah. worked on that a lot with lori in ted talk oh okay because 
when, you know, when, when a TED speakers deliver a message, they actually have something in mind. It's their speech, not us, mm-hmm. not ours. So they would have, uh, they would have, um, you know, stress a certain words in that sentence to signify the message that they're saying. So imitating them mm-hmm. and really um, some, sometimes it's not your message. So it's, yeah. it's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard to, to deliver it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But learning to say it the way that they say it um, help you see a different perspective. But not only that, it helps you see how they formulate the um and the uh, uh you know, going up or down uh, mm-hmm. in a, a sentence. Yeah. It's really fascinating. You know what it reminds me of is, so my son plays the piano. And so he's learning to play the piano. And as he's learning to play the piano, you learn other people's songs, right? You learn other people's songs so that, and you learn the rhythm, you learn the notes and when to hold notes and when, you know, whatever the the composer has designed for that piece of music, you're basically imitating that, right? You're, you're yes. doing what the composer has chosen. And it, it's the same with the TED Talks is as you're learning that American accent, as you're learning all these skills, imitating and using other people's speeches and, and working on that ebb and flow is what helps you develop those skills to then use those same skills in your own conversation and say, okay, how can I use that same ebb and flow and the stress patterns to deliver my own message or my own musical you know, composition? And how can I use that coming from my own heart and my own feelings and my own, you know, my own words but use that same type of those same notes or rhythms or flows that I, you would learn from, you know, the other piece of music or the Ted talk. So it really translates quite, you know, well that we really do need to use other people's speeches or other people's words at first to learn how it's done before we can really use it in our own. Yes. Yes. So Annie, there's a saying that it's, it's good to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from someone else. Mm. So I have made wrong all the mistakes that you could possibly think of. And, and they're all in my videos uh, that I recorded with Lori in our individual lessons. So it's on my YouTube channel. So if any of our listeners would like to check it out, it is uh, Natalie, uh, they can Google on YouTube. Um, go for Natalie Nguyen, um, voice, voice coach, and then, and then it will, or they can type uh, Natalie Nguyen pronunciation pro or Natalie Nguyen Lori, and the video should pop up. And, uh, and Lori and I worked on Stephen Jobs speech. Mm-hmm. We worked on um, some of the very famous speech and even dialogues in movies, like Sex in the City movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like uh, Ali McBeal yeah. uh, shows. Yeah. So we worked on a lot of that. It should be a lot of fun okay. to, to watch. Good. Yeah. yeah. And I'll put the, if, if you give me a link to the YouTube channel, I'll link that in the show notes so that, um, so that our listeners can just go directly to the link too. Okay. Okay. That's, that's Wonderful. Thanks. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. Okay. So 
as we kind of wrap things up, I want to I want to hear what are what's some advice that you would give to those listeners who are listening that are saying, okay, I'm I am in a little I'm in a position where I feel like I'm kind of stuck in my career or in my life, or I would like I've kind of for you it was you got feedback from someone saying you need you're hard to understand and you need to work on that. Whereas you thought you were kind of at this top level. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh shoot, I have more to work on, right? That was a little bit of a hit for you. Um, first of all, I guess, I guess the question first is, I love that you took that feedback at that point where you, you could have just been a little bit angry and upset about that feedback, but instead you took that feedback and you went and did something about it. I thought that was wonderful, your response to that feedback. Tell me a little bit more about that process of getting that feedback and then what you chose to do with it. The, uh, you know, the fact that I'm a perfectionist uh, doesn't help, but, <laughs> but you know, I try, I try to be a better me every day, whether it's my professions or my investing world, because I have some friends in, in America who's able to speak English with a perfect American accent. And they came, they came to the US almost at the same time as I did. So, so then that brought the question, how, how could they do it? And, and I couldn't. Mm. And, and I realized that you know, they, uh, they went through their high school not knowing any English and, and that helps. Because oh. when you started fresh like a baby, you learn it be much better than when you learn things wrong and you have to unlearn oh yes um but but then the fact that my staff was telling me that they made the mistakes in their work is because they don't understand me or, or because i'm hard to understand that that was quite like a blow to me like someone dealt a blow to me you know like uh, I, are you saying it's not your incompetence it's because i said something you don't understand mm -hmm. okay so <laughs> So let me let me work on the not understandable part, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And um, and I just I just I probably am not very artistic as a person. I have no skills uh, or no no artistic uh, skills whatsoever. Okay. But I'm I'm probably not so dumb when it comes to language, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I learned to talk, I, I, I learned to read when I started reading when I was three years old. Oh, wow. And, and, and the reason I could do that was because Vietnamese, like French, is a very syllable language. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you see it and, and you, you, you say it as you see it. Yes. Oh my God, when it comes to English, Annie, there's so many exceptions. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. Like, Lori and I are laughing so much together because, like, you must be kidding. Yes. Like, this <laughs> word wrote exactly like this and it's say completely different. Right. So, in English, and that's, that's why people said that, um, you know, a lot of Amer Americans were saying, my mother is terrible at spelling. And then I was going, like, Spelling is the easiest thing. How could you have a problem with spelling until when I started learning uh, English this way? And I go like, oh my God, I, now I make mistakes in my spelling because I don't, I don't say it the same way that I wrote it. Mm -hmm. So difficult. <laughs> so so for, for the English learners, 
uh, the first thing is open your mind and your heart. Mm. Because English is a, remember, English is a stress time language. It means you will have to let, get the rhythm. You will, the first thing they should get, and then that will reduce 50% of the heart aches, is getting the syllable stress in the words right. Mm. Because stressing the wrong syllables are your first trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they will make the, the listeners having a hard time understanding you. Mm-hmm. And, and even, even if you pronounce the vowels, let's say incorrectly, mm-hmm. the, the work stress should be the first thing that, that you know, someone should work on mm-hmm. from, from my experience. Yeah. And then, and then get the vowels in there. And then start working on the vowel, get it, get it perfect, or if not perfect, then then fine. But but as long as you improve, that's mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. And then you so so before, let's say for a total beginner, uh, who who doesn't who doesn't know all the nuance that nuances that I know now, but let's say they just start working on work stress, get that down pat, work on vowel and consonants. Then learn the function works and the content works in, and the rhythm and the intonations, but then slow down. You know, last night I watched Netflix. There was uh, the four episodes on Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Uh, that 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 thing still shocked me. Mm-hmm. But let, let alone the politics behind it. Um, a lot of people who gave the interview, we noticed they speak very, very slowly. Mm. So no one said you have to speak like Rachel and Joey and Chandler in the sitcom Friends. No one said you have to speak so fast like in a movie. Well, when, first of all, when we act as professionals, when we deliver a message, we have something to say. Mm-hmm. It means that the listeners are willing to listen to us take our time and and second if someone take the trouble to speak to you then they they would have to tune on tune in and listen to your message so so take your time enunciate the words properly to try to implicate all of the skills that you learn and then and see where that where that gets you yes Oh my goodness. I couldn't agree more with that. I love that advice so much because some, so many of our students think that they'll be taken more seriously or gain more respect the faster they are able to speak. And I love what you just said that those professionals who have something to say and they slow down and they're deliberate and intentional about what they're saying and they use that clear pronunciation that's what gains my respect. You know, that's when I really am in tuned in and, and engaged in what they're saying, because when they start speaking off too fast, it's too hard to kind of keep up. But those who are deliberate and slow and, and they sound more professional to me. Yeah, I got done a lot over the last two years working from home. And I got on so Teams calls and Zoom calls with clients and professionals all over the world, from Britain to Singapore to the Netherlands and to the States. And, and I have to say, you know, no one say, 
if you take the time to say it and, and take the time to extend it, people tune in and listen to you. Mm-hmm. So, so taking the time and make sure that your message come across, that's the most important thing. Oh, I love it. Okay, Natalie, I am going to actually close on that because I think that's the perfect summary of, you know, the greatest advice we can give. Um, I'm so proud of you and what the work that you've done over the last few years. And I'm so excited for you of what that has created for you in your life. And especially through the pandemic and all the Zoom calls, like you were saying, the results have shown, you know, for themselves, the work that you've done and how that has then helped you in your career and in your life. And, um, and just as a, as a summary, like, tell me a little bit more about your confidence level. How has this helped your confidence? Oh, it improved my confidence tremendously. It's, uh, it's amazing because now uh, when, I, when I say something, I'm not afraid of, you know, people won't be understanding me anymore. Or that, that inferiority when you get out there with your American friends, that inferiority get um, to reduce uh, substantially. Yes. <laughs> you don't feel as inferior. I, I don't feel as, oh my God, how could they say it so perfectly? Well, I can't. Mm. Um, it, it really helps with the confidence, especially when you hooked up with all the professionals on Teams calls around the world. Good. Oh, that's wonderful. That makes me so happy to hear because really when it all comes down to it, we want to feel confident. We want to be clearly understood and we want to feel confident. And I'm so glad that that's what you have gained from this program. And I'm so glad to. Thank you, Annie. Yes. Thank you for being here. All right. And for those of you who are interested in joining Pronunciation Pro, you can absolutely come join our pro community and the study groups with Natalie and Abby and Dragos and all those who are there working together. Um, And we also offer the live trainings. If one-on-one live trainings is what you need for to really progress to those next levels in your career and in your pronunciation and fluency, Um, we offer that as well. We want to give you all of the training and all the support that you need to be successful so that you're clearly understood and you feel confident speaking English. All right. Thank you so much, Natalie. Have a good one. Thank you, Emmy. You too, Kim. Your voice is important and needs to be heard. If you're ready to speak English clearly and with greater confidence, I invite you to join me at pronunciationpro.com. 